This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM.
I'm Dave Hawkinson. This is The Antidote. That was a live recording of Love Your Love from Jude and the Lion, who are coming to Toronto in a couple of weeks. But, you know, I can't begin to count how many bands I've seen perform, but the number's got to be close to a 1,000. The one thing I'm always interested in is to see how a band is on stage compared to their studio recordings. Because some artists have a great live show and others just never seem to be able to pull it off. And I know maybe that's the tweaking that, that can be done in the studio that you can't recreate on stage. Or maybe the band just doesn't really seem to be able to connect with a crowd. But on this episode of The Antidote, we're going to take a look at some of those artists that take a live show to the top level. And we're going to speak with a few of them. One band that I never had the chance to see live is Sweden's Blindside. And a favorite from them came from their Black Rose EP with Fell in Love with the Game. Yeah. 
Two years ago, I spoke with Jake Lures of August Burns Red about how the band chooses a set list. Listen to our talk in a live version of Whitewashed. You've generated quite a repertoire of songs since Thrill Seeker was released back in 05. How do you keep your fans satisfied during a concert when you can't play everything? How do you choose? I think over the years of playing, you know, four albums, it's kind of like taste testing. You'll go on a tour and you'll play this song and you'll play it for maybe two weeks and kind of see how the crowd reacts to it. And a lot of kids will always, you know, tweet us or Facebook us or, you know, messages saying, I really want to hear this song. And so over the years of touring on these albums and playing certain songs, um, you start to just kind of see what the fans really want. You know, occasionally you get a, a kid that wants to hear one song that we never play. And unfortunately, you know, we may enjoy the song and we may like to play it, but if it's not what the crowd wants to hear, then most likely we won't play it because we're not there to play what we want to play. We're there to play a show for our fans. We want to play what they want to hear. Um, we want them to have that special moment where they sing along to their favorite song, where they can, you know, step outside and say, wow, man, they really played almost everything I wanted to hear. And I never hear this, but I heard this two days ago, and the kid said, you know, you seriously played every single song I wanted to hear from you guys. And we play 15 songs on this tour, and it's it's a uh, it's exhausting. But to hear that is really, really cool because it, it tells us that we're um, satisfactory, you know, that we're meeting expectations and that we're, we're doing what we should be doing. And even ask them, you know, like, hey, you know, we're going to go on this tour. Here's a list of songs. What's your favorite? And uh, that's kind of how we gauge that.
A peculiar song, Rock Stars on H, recorded back in 98 by the Aunt Bettys. 
Next up is a lesser-known artist who really surprised me with a fantastic live show that really grabbed the crowd. Here's Lottelay. Your show is absolutely masterful. I mean, a female audience member said she spent the entire concert in tears. Is that a typical crowd reaction? I don't know if that would necessarily be typical for everyone in the crowd. I mean, obviously, everyone has a different perspective and, and are coming from a different place when they enter the room. Um, but I know our, our ultimate goal is to kind of unify people emotionally and, and spiritually and eclectically and aesthetically. And we, we really want everyone that's there from wherever they're coming from to feel what we feel when we perform music and when we put it out there. And I think as a band, we, we really find that as we perform, I mean, the reason we practice and the reason we try to get the songs as tight as possible is so that as we're performing, we can also be listening and connecting and be put in the same room and experience the same emotions that female audience member was experiencing. So whether it's, you know, tears or whether it's just an openness that people haven't experienced before, I, I don't know if that's typical, but that's definitely what we're aiming for.
Hi, this is Dan McCabe from the Daniel Band. You're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Yeah. 
back in 2001 Daniel Band from Toronto. They got back together at the Cornerstone Festival to record a live album, which included that song, Walk on the Water. But now we're going to head to some more modern metal as Demon Hunter's Ryan Clark talks about how he handles the vocals on stage. You handle both the clean and raw vocals for Demon Hunter. Is that not really a stretch for you? I wouldn't say it's a stretch, no. There are certain parts of songs that uh, when we do certain songs live, there's a strategy to making them sound as accurate or as full as we can. Um, Every guy in the band right now has a microphone. Um, And so we do three, sometimes four part harmonies on stuff, even kind of expanding on where the record left off, making things sound even bigger and broader. There are some songs that are real word heavy um, for me. And so I'll kind of assign some of the other guys couple little words just so i can grab a breath before a big part um so we do that every once in a while so there's a lot of trading off on stage um in kind of strategic areas where i need a little bit of help not only is that does it make it flow better and is it easier for me but it makes kind of the show a little more dynamic people get to see different people on stage singing and stuff like that and um lucky for me i have three other guys in the band right now that are actually really good singers and so taking full advantage of that which is cool
a live version of Infected Thank from so Dima Hunter's Live in Nashville album. You know, some bands don't get the local attention they deserve. And in another country, they're absolutely huge. Certainly the case with Ontario's New World Sun as they perform Salvation Station in front of a huge crowd of over 20,000 people in the Netherlands. That's why it's a special for you, New World Sun!
what better way to close out a song than by having your drummer, Mark Rogers, closing off the song by drumming the guitar. Family Force 5 has a live recording of Earthquake from Europe's Flavo Festival coming up. But first, Chapstick talks about the preparation the band does in setting up a show. Well, without a doubt, you guys have probably one of the greatest live shows in the business. How tough is it for you to sort of keep raising the bar on each tour? Well, thank you. I appreciate all these kind words. Um, It's very tough. We try to spend just as much time getting creative about coming up with the next new idea as uh, for our live show that we do creating new music. And I mean, sometimes we'll spend a whole week just being like, all right, who's got new ideas? Who's got ideas? Let's try this and let's practice this. And I mean, it's hilarious that most bands sit there and practice guitar parts all day. But our rehearsals are more about like, uh, hey, we just built this 800 pound, seven foot tall drum machine. Now we got to learn how to play it. (laughs) And uh, it's kind of what our rehearsals usually turn into is more about like, lighting and crazy different antics that we're trying but um you know one of my just favorite things about the band is that we've we've tried to be creative in in the over the top elements of the show you know there's a lot of pyro out there or cryo or whatever you call that stuff that uh is cool i'm not definitely not dogging it or anything but um last year uh or two years ago i guess we bought this giant gerbil ball and it's an inflatable (laughs) hamster thing that Soglo activator gets inside and runs around on top of the crowd and and it's kind of amazing we're like we just spent like three hundred dollars on this thing that we got from new zealand and everybody else is spending like a billion dollars on all this fireworks for their shows and our thing's kind of fun you know (laughs) we like it we like it
Jeff the Girl from Five Iron Frenzy, and you're listening to The Antidote 92.7 FM. This is a false metal song. It's called American Kryptonite.
Five Iron Frenzy with Kryptonite from what was supposed to have been their final live album, their final recording from their farewell concert. But what do you know? Come back a decade later with a new album and new tour dates. Really love that band. But you know what? They take second place to Mute Math as probably one of the greatest of live bands. So here's our talk with Mute Math's Paul Meany. It's been said many times that Mute Math has one of the greatest of live shows. I mean, Alternative Press declared Mute Math as the number one band you need to see live before you die. How difficult is it for you both artistically and physically to maintain that kind of status? Well, with each passing year, the physical aspect of it is becoming quite daunting. I'm in my mid-30s now, so um, I guess I didn't quite think that through eight years ago. But it's just so much fun. That's the bottom line. We have a blast when we go on stage. It's exhilarating. We're doing what we love. And um, no matter how we feel before we walk on stage, as soon as we hit that first note and the electricity starts happening and the the reaction from the crowd surfaces, you just go to another place. And it's very otherworldly and and we're addicted to it. So I hope we get to do this for a while. In the same vein, how tough is it for Mute Math to translate your recorded music into a live performance? Because sometimes what works in the studio is maybe not so workable on stage. Yeah, I think that's just part of the challenge. We have certainly recorded many songs that we just hit a wall with when we tried to get on stage with it. And there's there's a few songs that just just didn't work, so we, we let it go. But other than that, if we're having problems with it, yeah, we just try a few new twists and turns and kind of recreate it for that environment. And the songs usually evolve. That's what usually happens uh, in the course of playing them over years. You just find new ways of getting in and out of them and working different parts of them. And I feel pretty fortunate I'm in a band with some very capable uh, musicians. Just kind of giving them the green light makes for a nice roller coaster ride.
Hey, Peter Burrell, this is Trevor with TFK, hanging out with Dave Hawkins on The Antidote. Let's do this! Likely the most polished and professional live show has to come from Trevor McNeven and Thousand Foot Crutch. Listen, as always, thanks for tuning in The Antidote on Trent Radio 92.7 FM, Peterborough. Next week on The Antidote, we're going to go to a whole different style of music again as we meet with Tobin Bawinkle, who you might recognize that name as the frontman for the Celtic punk band Flatfoot 56. But Tobin has an entirely new side project, six foot ten, 
where he shows a folkier storyteller side to his music. Well, we do have a final song for you tonight from another band that I'll probably never be able to see from 1993. Enjoy Psycho Flange from The Prayer Chain, and I'll see you next week. Don't tear me down Don't tear me down